and welcome to Soberholic Podcast. This show is designed to address topics that will encourage, equip, and inspire you to explore life's most difficult topics and overcome your biggest challenges. Today, your hosts, Roger and Jason, will share from their own experience how you can find hope and healing in recovery. Welcome back to Soberholic, where we talk about recovery every minute, every day, and it's for every person. Well, today I'm in the studio with Jason. Jason, how you doing? Good. Very good. You're always doing good. Yeah. I'm waiting for you to go. I'm doing extremely bad. Well, this is fun. I've always, I've told you, and I, whenever I've talked about the podcast with some of my friends and my wife, I'm always like, when it stops being fun, I'm not going to do it. We're not going to do it anymore. Right. <laughs> so it hasn't stopped yet. So. Yeah, this is, it's turned out to be so much more than I thought it would. Um, in fact, we just got over a thousand likes on our Facebook page. Yay! That was something Woo! new and cool. Um, yeah. you know, that means there's at least a thousand of you who <laughs> care what we say. Yeah. And I know not everybody listens to it, but I know there, um, are just multiple people. Last look we saw, it was, I know this was several months back. It was over 35 states. We were 40 in, now. 40. Yeah, 40 states. 40 yeah. states. We're getting up to almost 50. Yeah. And so um, it'd be awesome if you guys that are listening now is to share our page with other yeah. people um, and let it, help us get the word out. Yeah, you know, definitely. Um, we definitely don't have no market. We don't really have an agenda other than to help people in recovery or to people find recovery. Right. And, uh, you know, we talk about both of those topics. And, you know, this week, um, actually for the past two weeks, maybe even longer than that, for over a month now I've been working with the whole – trying to work with with food and trying not to make it an idol in my life i don't know if food addiction is the best wording to use for it or what but i know food has become i've become a slave to food is probably the best way to say it and i made the decision to start losing some weight i don't i'm not even calling it a diet uh and so i lost about 16 pounds and then we went on a cruise and i literally gained six pounds in four days <laughs> because i just did not care and so for the past few weeks, I have been losing that six pounds that I put on. And it led me to the, the idea of, of what I want to talk about in the show today is just relapse, because that's what happened um, to me. You know, and it's different for a guy who's struggling with food than a guy who's working, who struggles with drugs and alcohol. Well, sure. Yeah. And, and whenever somebody relapse, you know, they need encouragement. You know, that's what we want to be talking about today is we want to encourage those who may have relapsed with their addiction. Because that's, I'm my worst critic, right? I don't know if anybody, anybody could be harder on themselves than I am on myself. And when I, I was talking about this in my men's share group the other day at our CR group, that, um, I have to learn, like, with drugs and alcohol, it's total abstinence for me. I realize sure. what chemicals do to my body and that one has never been enough. I don't care how much I justify it in my head. When I was on the cruise ship and it was hot out there and everybody had their drink specials, it's easy to convince myself, man, you're in a, another country. Who would know? Yeah. Well, there's a reason there's 12-step meetings on those cruise ships. It's for people like me. Right. Did you know that, by the way? Yeah, I did. I did know uh, that. Yeah. And so um, I've been to those, and they're really cool because you meet people from everywhere. Mm. But anyways, um, you know, I look at that like I, I, I was able to, to um, remove temptations, I guess is the best way to say, um, with the drugs and alcohol. Um, 
you know, there was even a time I talked to my wife, who I've mentioned before is in recovery, about, you know, me even thinking that it could be a good idea. But I, I'm always usually able to play the tape all the way through and realize that they tell me there's like a, a jail on a, on a cruise ship. <laughs> I didn't really want to find it because that's where I would end up or overboard. Right, yeah. So, um, but when it came to food, I wasn't able to resist that. In fact, I went in knowing that I was going to like binge eat and and I did. I mean, there's no doubt. You don't gain six pounds in four days without doing that. <laughs> and so I found myself coming back home, and I'm like, well, just just screw it. Yeah, you know, sense in doing everything. Just don't do it anymore. Just don't, don't do anything anymore. And I'm, and that is the case with any type of addiction. It you is. Know? I mean, I, re- I would remember when I was struggling with drugs and alcohol, you know, I'd have, I'd have a month uh, of sober time, and then – you know, somebody I knew, I knew a party or a bachelor's party or something like that was coming up and I would do just like you. I would go into it knowing that I'm not, you know, going to stay sober. And, but I would tell myself, I wouldn't play the tape all the way out, of course, but I would tell myself, well, I'll just, you know, I'll just do this and then I'll, you know, I'll get right back on track. Well, the problem with that thinking always was I would always do exactly like you did is whenever I'd come out of it and I would try to get back on track and get sober again, the guilt and the shame would be so heavy on me that I just wouldn't care and I would just keep going. Mm-hmm. And I would start that. I, I, I think I might have said this on the show before, but I would start that shame cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, you get in that cycle of shame where you relapse, then you feel all this guilt and shame, and then you have to have something to take the guilt and the shame away and numb it and numb that pain. And so you, you use again, and then you're just in this never-ending cycle. Well, it's kind of like when you go in and, um, like for me in my recovery group, I'll go in and usually I'm sharing here lately about food in one way or another and how that's looking in my life. If I'm able to do some of the things that my sponsors asked me to do. And for, for several weeks there, um, maybe even a couple of months, I was able to talk about these victories that I were having, how I've lost 16 pounds, and then to walk back in and tell them, look, guys, I, I just, I, I mean, I dropped the ball big time. I mean, I <laughs> yeah. just, I mean, it was, I blew it out of the water. It was, yeah. it was bad. Right. And I did it knowingly I was going to do it. it. It's kind of a, the wind out of your sail, you know, it's like, you know, you lost a little pride in it, maybe. Um, and you don't want to talk about that because you've been doing so good. You don't want to talk about a failure because you've had all these victories. When I shared that in my group, none of my guys said, oh, man, I told you that was going to happen. You know, <laughs> you can't go on a cruise ship without doing that. It wasn't none of that. It was more like, man, you know, just, just get back in and do it again. And that's what I found myself doing. And, and I've talked more with my sponsor about what does it look like um, – to because I, I know black and white for, for drugs you know, right you can't use drugs but with like food you, you have to eat and yeah. there's other struggles that we deal with that, that you maybe have to do and so i had to find a gray area and for you and me gray areas that's don't tough, work yeah. you know that's just you know a wiring personally how we're made up mm-hmm. and so I've had to learn that it's okay to maybe eat something bad. I shared this. I got back um, back on the wagon, if you will, and I said, okay, I'm going to do better. And I began losing some weight. 
And my wife, she has been learning how to make cookies with royal icing. That's the hard icing on top of the uh, like shortbread cookies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, they're great. It's like my favorite cookie. And so she learned how to do this, and she was teaching my little girl who's seven how to make these cookies. Well, the whole house smelled like cookies, <laughs> like Christmas. You know, it was just I had to leave. So I left because I had to remove temptation. It yeah. was so bad. It was like me hanging around the bar again, yeah. you know, and don't drink whiskey. It was it was bad. So I was like, I'm getting out of here. I did the right thing. It was good. I was like, I got this. Yeah. Well, I come back in, and my little girl goes, close your eyes. I close my eyes, and we walk over to where she's trying to drag me to. She says, open your eyes, and I open my eyes, and it's the cookies. Ah. And she goes, look what I made you. And I'm like, oh, you oh, gotta man. eat one. I, you got to. I mean, so there's that gray just one, area, and, and, it, and I did do good. You it did. was just one, but I didn't want to do it. I mean, right, like, because yeah. that morning I had ran on a treadmill. I knew how many calories I burnt running on that treadmill, and what was equivalent to that cookie I was fixing to eat. And I didn't want to do it because I don't yeah. like the treadmill. Yeah. So, anyways, I learned that it was okay to do it, but I had to do it like you said in moderation and just eat one. Those are the things I'm learning that I have to figure out and how to, how to do. And it's because of like my sponsor and helping me through that. And he's encouraged me and shown me that I'm not a failure just because, you know, maybe I slip up. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, what you're talking about as far as just getting right back on the wagon is where that's where you break the shame cycle. That's where you break out of the cycle. Um, I know, um, you know, I've relapsed before after multiple years of sobriety and with drugs and alcohol. Um, and it was, I mean, I spent months trying to figure out why did I relapse? How exactly did I relapse? Just obsessed and just caught up and, and I couldn't move on from it. And I remember somebody in the program I was in was just like, you know, it doesn't really matter at this point why you exactly why you relapse. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you knew exactly why, then you could learn from it and, and maybe apply that to your recovery in future. But you're so hung up on it, you can't even move forward. You need to just forget about that and just focus on what you can do about your recovery and staying sober. And that was so freeing to me, um, you know. Because he pointed out also, you know, he's like, you're the only one that's carrying that guilt and shame around. Nobody else is, you know. Um, everybody's rooting for you. You know, people want you to succeed. And nobody's snickering over in the corner, like, oh, well, wait, watch him. He's going to mess up again. You know, usually when we get on that train of thinking that, you know, there's these people waiting on us to mess up, they're not. they're not even thinking about you. You know, that's just our ego telling us, you know, all that stuff. And it it gets into some really illogical, insane thinking um, when you're in that shame cycle. But I always tell people whenever they've said, you know, I've rel- I just relapsed. I'm like, just get back on. You know, you need to just move on from that. And you always hear one thing that always crops up. And if it's if they had significant time they always say well all that was for nothing what do you tell people when they say that talking about their time if they were sober a year then they relapse oh that was all for nothing i wasted all that well that's usually not what i the question i get it's more of the 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 statement kind of like well i've had three years sober this is probably the most encouraging thing 
my comments usually, and that didn't work. Right. Yeah. You know, because something happened. Just like me, I had two months good with a diet, but then I relapsed. Yeah. For me, I walked into a relapse way before the, the fact that I relapsed. I knew I was going to relapse. It's not like <laughs> yeah. I, I took precautions or I journaled or I did a gratitude list or I talked to my accountability partner who was with me there. None of those things. I relapsed because I wanted to relapse. Now, that may not be the, the the way people walk into that all the time, but I don't believe that you waste that. I think you learn from that. Yeah, oh, yeah. And so if I had a sponsor, and, I, and I've had this, this type of thing happen many times, is I would ask them not to figure out the why, but let's, let's retract what happened, just like with me. I walked out of my group on a Tuesday and in my head, I knew I was fixing to go eat that Thursday on that cruise ship. And I could have, they have gyms on the, on the cruise ship. I didn't want, I didn't want a gym. I didn't yeah. want none of those things. Right. I was going to go do what I wanted to do. <laughs> and, and I did what I was going to do. And so I would ask my sponsee, you know, was there some things you put in motion beforehand? Maybe you, you, you started getting aggravated with someone, your spouse or whatever, and, and that was your trigger, and rather than calling your sponsor, you relapsed, and whatever your relapse may look like. Well, the only thing I would tell them is then learn from that, that you know this is where you're at. This is when you could have called someone, but you didn't. And so from today forward, use this as a way of failing forward. You know, yeah, and, and you can you can pick yourself up and learn from your mistakes. Yes, just getting right back on. And and a lot of times I've seen in the past with people, you know, I know there's a lot of people who will disagree with this, but you know, I do believe that you can quote unquote. I'm air quoting here. Slip, have a slip. And I know there's people that say oh, there are no slips. You know, you don't slip. You relapse. But I I've seen it. I've never done it. Whenever I've relapsed, I've went full full blown relapse, you know, for months. I'm biting my tongue to hear what a slip is in your opinion. It's not something women wear in their dress. What is the, So what, I've seen I've seen people that will they'll be working a program, they're they're going along they seem to be using the tools, the, the spiritual tools to in their recovery and their sobriety. And they'll go drink or or use a drug or whatever for one night. They'll catch themselves and be like, what did I do? Mm-hmm. And they'll get right back on. I, I agree. That's, I've seen that's, that. that's, that's what I consider a slip. Yeah, I still call it a relapse. You still call it a relapse. Because mm-hmm. well, to me, a slip is a way of downplaying the seriousness of what you just did. So, so I've called it a slip to somebody who, you know, was, I could see them getting in that. So yeah, I, I pretty much downplayed it in, but my end goal was for them to just get right back on and keep going. Yeah, I agree so, so I would, I've used this analogy before with people like, you know, you don't have to throw all your recovery away because you, you messed up the other night. Mm-hmm. You were climbing up a ladder that was 200 feet tall. You're, you know, you, you climbed up 200 feet. You slipped down 10 feet. You're not starting all the way back over again because you're not, you know, you, it was a one time thing. Mm -hmm. You can just start climbing again. You know, you don't have to 
throw the baby out with the bathwater. That right. that's what I mean by slip. I, I get that. I do. I just I know I've I've heard a lot of people kind of use that terminology as a way of justifying their relapse. Now if they're doing it. You know, I slip one on weekend of a, yeah. a month. I just slip on Fridays. Yeah, I slip on every Friday. <laughs> I mean, then then no, that's not a right. that's not a slip. That's not even a relapse. They they just never even had a lapse right. to begin with. But I mean, I've seen people who you know they'll have a slip. They'll get back in the program, start working the program even harder than they were, and even with more honesty and and will you know stay sober. Well, this is I, – I probably won't communicate what I'm trying to say here well um, because I just don't know how to really say what I want to say here. But it's – first of all, I'm a natural cynic. I look for the worst in most people. It's just it's built into me. I don't try to do that. In fact, I wish I didn't do that, but I do that. This is what I found out as far as when it comes to relapse in my life. If I relapse, I'm really the only person that – that really cares i think that everybody else cares and they're saying oh i knew he was going to relapse he you know um, uh he he didn't stand a chance and all of that and i will let all of that negative thought in my head drive me to my next drink or my next Mm -hmm. um food or, or whatever that is and stay in that shame cycle you were talking about but in the reality is nobody really cares if i stay sober nobody really cares if I relapse and I know we can tweak that a little bit as a sponsor, I don't want to see my sponsors relapse, but at the end of the day, that's up to them if right. they're going to do yeah. that. And so I didn't mean I don't love them, but I, I tell my sponsors all the time, any of them, you yourself will probably, I don't know if I've quoted this to you yet, but I'll tell them because we hadn't worked a lot of steps from this point forward. Cause you'd done your steps when you got here and we hadn't done a step study yet, but if I'm working through a step study with somebody, my first thing is I'll tell them, look, here's my, here's what I'll suggest. If you don't listen to it, I'm going to go home and go sleep with my wife. Well, either way, it don't matter to me. Right. Yeah. You know, so you, you take what you want to. So I, I say all that to say that, you know, I just don't believe, a lot of times when we relapse, we think that it's the end of the world and that everybody will never look at us this, at the same. So we, we can't go back to that group because um, They'll look at they us. were yeah. a failure there. Yeah. That doesn't matter. No. In fact, I, I have always believed, unless I'm the one relapsing, that it's bigger for you to go back to the group that you re- relapse from. Oh, yeah. To... to um what do they? What do they? What's that saying? To stand where you fail. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And it it really is like if if my sponsees relapse, I, I don't mean that I just don't care about them. But when they show back up, there is so much love for them when they walk back in the door because I thought they were gone. Like especially with drugs and alcohol, oh, I yeah. thought it was over with. I, I didn't know if I would see you back and to see you to walk through the door again. I mean, it's literally like that parable that we see in Luke 15 where you see the father running after him. That's what I've done with my sponsees. But I'm not going to just sit there and call every day, hey, man, you can give up that lifestyle. You don't have to do right. that no yeah. more. Yeah. And, but my sick thinking will think if I'm relapsed and my sponsor or my accountability team isn't calling me every day, they don't care. Right. It's It's not that, but they have their own stuff to deal with. Yeah, and I mean, not saying that, there's not consequences to to certain types of relapses um you know in certain addictions there's there's usually consequences of some kind but 
you know, if, if, if you've been in recovery or if you've never even been in recovery, um, you know, when you, when you walk through those doors uh, of your support group or whatever kind of support group it is or meeting, you know, those people are always glad to see you. And any newcomer to any meeting is always the most important person there. Mm-hmm. And so there, there could, there's no better place for you to go. You right. know, I, I, I know I've, I've been uh, not the church I'm at now, but uh, I've been uh, church I've been at in the past. There was somebody who came in that was obviously on drugs and alcohol um, and actually got sick in the church. Um, and somebody made a little, I don't know if they were serious or not, but they made a little remark about, you know, I can't believe they'd, they'd come in here. And I said, well, what better place for them to come, right. you know? And that's the way most people, you know, feel about somebody who's coming off a relapse. What better place for them to come? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if you're struggling out there um, with, you know, I don't want to go back, all those people are going to judge me, they, they, they're not. You right. know, that's just that's just all in your head, and that's the way it was for me. All that thinking was just, you know, my addiction trying to keep me out there and not get the help that I needed. And more so, you're not a failure. I mean, you're yeah. really not. See, it's easy as, as you relapse and you found some victory in your life. You may have found some freedom, whether it's a month or a year or 10 years. I mean, it, it really doesn't matter. You, you gain some traction. You fall. The first thought that many people have is like, I'm worthless. Yeah. Well, we don't find our worth in in what we're doing we find our worth in christ yes and so look back to the word of what christ says about you and you know so that that is i think the biggest thing like for me as a christian that it's easy for me to fall back into what the enemy has to say about me and and i'll believe those things especially when i have failed at something because i leave a door open for him to speak that stuff into my life and I'll cut off the very people who would speak truth into my life and listen to all the negative influences in my life. Yeah. And if you if you're looking to 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 get sober again, to stay sober, then you've got to keep around the people who are positive in your life and the people who are going to speak truth into your life. Yeah. And those are the people back in your recovery group. Right. The people who understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And you know, there's times that even you may relapse, and those very people who are being negative to you are the ones that may love you or, or that you love the most. You know, and maybe a spouse that said, you know, I told you were sorry and worthless. You're never going to do these things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's true. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it happens. And um, so, I, you know, get back to where where you got sober before. You know, yeah. it, 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 can, it can change. A relapse doesn't have to be permanent. Right. You it, don't have to stay there. Yeah, it is definitely not the end. Um, you know, but you don't want to have a, have a reservation of, you know, oh, I've, I've got plenty of chances down the line. If I mess this up, it's okay. Cause you don't really know. You don't know if this, I mean, thinking about my own recovery, I, I don't know if this is my last chance or not. You know, I don't know if I go relapse again and if I, if I'll get another chance at recovery. So you don't want to, you know, have that notion in your head that i can always just relapse and then i'll come back in here because there's definitely danger in think in that that line of thinking how about this um i'm pre a premeditated relapse is probably not the word i'm using here but i'll give you an example 
I don't remember the day now, but I did for years. I could tell you the exact day, but it was around January the 22nd, 24, something like that. Um, is the day I blew my hand off. That was in 2002. And all the reason I remember that is it happened right after the, the World Trade Center. The mm-hmm. planes crashed yeah. into it and everything in the military got locked down. And so anyways, every year I would almost set myself up to where this was a memorial, if you will, <laughs> on the 24th that I could go get high yeah. on this day. And I was justified to do it because that's the day I lost my hand. And maybe it's the day you lost your kid, your marriage, your spouse, whatever. There, There's this day that it, that's pre-programmed into you that I know that I'm going to go relapse that day. Does that have to happen? No, no, it doesn't. I mean, th- they call that in recovery circles, they call that a lurking notion, mm. you know, which basically you've you've given yourself a license, you know, to just pause your recovery or sobriety for that day. But you don't know if you're going to be able to just snap back out of it or not. You know, uh, I, I, I've in my life, I thought I was doing that. Mine was always around Thanksgiving. I don't I don't. There was a bunch of different reasons for that, but there was three, I think three Thanksgivings and Christmases that I was in jail Mm -hmm. and it just kind of started, you know, it was whenever the whole, what was your Thanksgiving meal in jail? TV dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Which was (laughs) like, which for jail food wasn't, that's not bad. I always had hot pockets. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) but yeah, that one was the one for me. It was around when the holidays would start kicking in, um, start feeling sorry for myself and all that going down that road. But, you know, I would always think I would be out and be able to just snap back out of it, but I never would, you know, because addiction is not like that. You know, it it grabs a hold of you and uh, doesn't let go sometimes. So, uh you know, I've definitely had those lurking notions before where I gave myself an excuse, you know, well, if you were, if you were going through what I was going through, you'd understand you do, you do the same, almost like I deserve this, Mm -hmm. you know, line of thinking, um, which now I know I don't, I don't deserve anything. You know, the world doesn't owe me anything. Mm -hmm. So, but those, those are, those are lessons I I learned all the hard way. (laughs) And, 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 and those are all relapse lessons, you right. know. So relapse in itself is not a bad thing. I mean, none, none of us want to relapse, and I, there, relapse is not mandatory. It's not that you have to do it to learn these things, but it can be a great tool to be educated with. And it's almost like an elevator to the bottom sometimes. You know, you get there a lot faster than taking the steps. And so – if you if you find yourself relapse, uh, you know just relapsed, it's important just to hear truth in your life. Um, it's important to not to get rid of that stinking thinking that we have that you're not good enough, that you're not worthy. You'll just be this way the rest of your life because you're not. There's countless, there's hundreds of thousands of people who have overcome the same thing you're struggling with. So if they can do it, if I can do it, then you can do it. You know, that is the very thing that motivated me a lot. Because when I first got to recovery, it wasn't my, my faith in Christ that got me sober. Right. It was not. Yeah. What it was was that if this dude can get sober, man, anybody can get sober. Because <laughs> I would look at some of them guys around there, and I'm like, there ain't no way that guy's <laughs> there. There's no way. Yeah. Because uh, some of them I actually had drank with before, and I knew. and So – 
think about that. You know, if there's been people that came before you that has relapsed multiple times and they're sober today. They have their families back. They have their lives back. They've lost their weight. They've overcome this grief in their life. They have found victory. And so it's not over. The The fight's not over yet. As yeah, long as you're still alive, you know. Breath in your lungs. Yeah, there's, there's still a chance. And mm-hmm. so don't give up no matter how bad it gets. Um, because, you know, reaching bottom is, is part of recovery. And, uh, but you, you know, back to the elevator, you can get off of the elevator that's going down and it is always going down. Mm-hmm. You, I've never heard anybody say, you know, I went, I went out there and relapsed and it got better. You know, it really did. Get, I've never heard that either. <laughs> never. I <laughs> really waited. Man, but one of my sponsors, we joke, cause we always ask that question. Do you ask that to everybody? I've asked that before. Yeah. yeah. Did it get, was it any better out there? And the answer is always no, it mm-hmm. always gets worse. So you can get off that elevator whenever you want. Um, whenever you choose, you can get off of it. It doesn't have to keep on getting worse. So let pain be a motivator. Let, yes. let, let a relapse be a motivator to do something different in your life. And just understand that whatever happened there didn't work right. You know, Learn from a mistake and move forward. Well, um, one thing that I, I do want to put our listeners on is is our re- resource list that we now have yeah. on our website at Soberholic Podcasts dot com there's a whole page there of different resources some of those are here in alabama with you know like inpatient facilities they can go to some are just topics where they can maybe relate with some of the the issues they're struggling with and find resources to better understand them and so look at those things and we put those on there for you and for you to learn from Uh, also there's links to some different 12-step meetings where you can find a, a meeting near you, whether yep. it be secular meetings, faith-based uh, meetings, there are meetings there. Yep. And, and so just find the meeting and get back to it and know that it's not over with yet. Yeah, and it's National Recovery Month this month. It is. It sure is. Yeah. So, so we're raising awareness. We are. And um, in fact, we've got a few events that we're going to be setting yeah. up at and oh, yeah. may even be doing some live events. Yeah. Stay tuned. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, the end of another show, man. Yep. I'm Roger. I'm Jason. We're signing out. Thanks for listening to Soberholic with Roger and Jason. If you like the show and want to know more, check out SoberholicPodcast.com. Please remember to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next week, Soberholics. Soberholics.